Okay, it's time to start the show. Hey, uh, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. What was that? I said it could have been better. Do you want to fight about it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchise range from Skullgirls, Tree Fighter, and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. There we go, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, okay, so... Let me just turn this down a bit. Anyways, alright, there we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the low-budget version of Mission Star Podcast. Uh, no webcams today because, boy, I'm using my spare PC. So, uh, bear with me. I am still in the midst of repairing my PC. Uh, once it's back up and running, you'll have your proper, full, quality resolution. So in the meantime, you have to just look at my picturized face. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let me introduce you, my co-host, who is also here, through the power of the internet, Greg Deeds. I'm naked, but you can't see that. Nope. But people can see you with the mini hat on top of your head. Uh, so, yeah, we got, I, got, I got that picture for, uh... For that, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, guys, uh, yeah, that's kind of how to work. That's kind of how we're gonna work for tonight. So, give me one second here as I get ready for our main. There we go. All right. So, our main topic for tonight. Let me get the uh, video here. Uh, it will be choppy. Just FYI. All right. So, our first topic of the night. Um, the, this is, uh, this is, uh, by, uh, waypointvice.com. The ERSP's response to loot boxes falls pathetically short of real change. The group's own research suggests parents don't understand loot boxes, so the solution is a label. This is written by Patrick Klepik. Um, so, I'm just gonna actually scroll down here specifically to talk about one particular quote that was stated. Um, let's see, so... Kotaku was part of a conference call with members of the press ahead... Uh, oops. Hang on. Uh, lag. Hang on, guys. Sorry, I am... It is horribly lagging on my end on this, uh, Safari. Uh, Safari? I mean, I mean Chrome. 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 Sorry. (laughs) I was thinking of my phone. I was thinking of my phone. Okay, there we go. Kotaku was part of a conference call with members of the press ahead of this news waypoint. It's not invited. Uh, and ESB President, uh, Patricia, uh, Vance explained... 
why the organization went with the broad label rather than anything specific to loot boxes. Quote, I'm sure you're all asking why aren't we doing why aren't we doing something more specific to loot boxes, she said. We've done a lot of research over the past several weeks and months, particularly in parents. What we learned is that a large majority of parents don't know what a loot box is. Even uh, those uh, stream stream broke stream broke. No, it's still alive. It's still alive? Yeah, I'm still alive. I'm still Still, still reading. Or it still, it still says, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, you are still alive. What is Josh talking about? Okay. Damn it. Stop, stop. Sorry. I, look, me. <laughs> well, he said it, he said it, and my, and my end started buffering again. So I actually want to close that and okay. watch it on my phone. Gotcha. My phone has better quality. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, oh, wait a minute. Oh, there he goes. Okay. Um, so what's that saying? Oh, yeah. So. I'm sure you're all asking, uh, okay, so what we learn is a large majority of parents who d uh, don't know what a loot box is. Even those who claim to do, uh, the claim they do, don't really understand what loot box is. So it's very important for us to not harp on loot boxes per se, to make sure that we're capturing loot boxes, but also other in-game transactions. Um, and I probably should read the ESRB uh, quote as well, what they officially said regarding, but basically what... But the ERSIB, or ERSIB has put out there is saying that uh, the solution to all of this is that we're going to put a label on any game that has microtransactions, in-game purchases. Um, not really doing doing the minimal in terms of like trying to get the, gov get the government off their backs, per se. Um, and did not want to have that scenario where like, the government wants to come in and like change it for them, and they have no idea how games works. Um, be it mind, like the ES ESRB also said that uh, that uh, that loot boxes aren't gambling, but to to kind of counter that with that statement, they are made up of some of the biggest company uh, game industry companies, uh, including Activision. Including EA and other sorts that are part of the ESA you know, ESRB. So take it as well. So, um, here's okay. First and foremost, here's my thing. Loot boxes have become such a hot commodity, hot, hot commodity to talk that it, it's super super easy to point the video. Or sorry, I'm reading chat and other things at the same time. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's super easy to point the finger at loot boxes as quote unquote the problem, when in reality the issue isn't so much loot boxes. the The issue is consumers. Um, there are plenty of parents who know what loot boxes are, who know what microtransactions are. They know that video games have tiny purchases, uh, and you know how they know this: phone apps. Because they've been doing it long before $60 games were doing it. They know what that shit is. It's not invisible to them. And on that same note, if the ESRB or the ESA really think that putting a label there is going to stop somebody from purchasing a game because of that, no. This is their way to basically tell the crowd, like, this is the best we can do because it's not illegal. Right. That's what they're doing. They're not telling, it's not to tell parents like, oh, this has microtransactions. Because nobody gives a shit if you're over a certain age. 
what, what kills me about this, Anthony, is that there are hundreds of thousands of things out there that also do a very similar type of thing. Buy a thing, get additional things on top of it, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, guys, we're working on it. Uh, I would I would honestly say just, just stop video and have our faces up. <laughs> like, it's, it's the best we're going to get tonight. Um, uh, anyway, when I saw Polygon report on this on Twitter, I looked at the comments and all the comments were basically like, now, now everyone was hating on the ESRB was, uh, um, and what kills me about that is if if it was the other way around, if the ESRB came out and said that, uh, you know, we're going to put a giant red label on the front that says it has loot boxes, you know, like we're very specific on what it was in there. People would be shouting from the mountaintops, ESA is great. ESRB knows what they're doing. But because it's a tiny label that's being added to the warning extra area of the of the uh, of the rating people aren't happy enough yeah and they won't be yeah uh you know like in in the show ugly delicious that i'm watching this is this is a parallel so follow me here um uh yeah let me know if you guys can hear me because you're getting to something good here david chang talks about when it comes to tradition when it comes to memory um you know, he, he talks about like everybody, everybody has access to, to, to recipes at, at their disposal. The internet, social media has made it very, very easy to find any recipe that you want. And, um, and everyone posts, you know, their pictures of their meals. And, and for him, for David Chang, the, the problem comes from that nothing is special. Nothing feels hard earned anymore. Uh, it's, super super easy for everyone to find any meal they want whereas back when he was learning to be a chef you had to look for it in a book you had to go out of your realm of comfort to get something that you wanted and he says you know he is like that's the romantic in and i love that 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 analogy works so well when it comes to video games it also works on other aspects of entertainment but when it comes to video games you know people Want, people are, are nostalgic or romantic for the good old days of video games where you'd buy a $60 game and then it was that was that but that's not the way of the world anymore that's not how things work anymore so now you as the individual consumer can make a choice do you buy a game and just have fun with that game and then move on with your life or do you not buy the game and move on with your life how you spend your money is your individual choice. And to make a big stink about something that's in a in a video game, to the extent that it is this damning to you, is, is unbelievable to me. Like, look, I'm not in love with loot boxes. I don't think loot boxes are the greatest fucking things in sliced bread. But goddamn, they are not that important. No. They are not game changers. They're you not. know, I still, like... I could have played Overwatch for many, many, many hours the entire time that I have and not bought a single loot box. And I'd still enjoy the hell out of the game. 
Right. And I, and I understand your vote plan. We've kind of talked about this um, ad nauseum. Um, but I will point out. You really people, have. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But I, I, but I, even then, like, the, the, the progress of where it started to where it is now with potentially the government, um, you know, speaking to the ERCB, to the, the game industry at large, saying, like, hey, if you don't fix this issue, we will. And the reason being, and I said this prior, like, um, I said this prior in the, uh, right before everything, uh, sorry, I'm not going to restart, I'm going to restart the stream, by the way. Um, okay. And I'm still recording, but like, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to restart it, but I was going to say, um, I said this prior, like, um, the, uh, the way that it started and the way that these lawmakers are getting, uh, getting in touch of the game industry or, or getting informed is the fact that, you know, the people, you know, these old people who are believing that games are for kids is what they latch onto. It's what's something that they, they see as something like, Hey, we should stop this. Um, be and have it to where like they, they are trying to do something good rather than you're doing a quite opposite. It's almost like a Jack Thompson kind of situation over again. Um, and it's not there yet, but it has, it has the, the feeling of it possibly leading up to it. So I hope this is enough for, for the ERCB or for the government to say like, Hey, you guys, you know, the label might be enough for them, but if it's not, then I could possibly see the government stepping in more and saying like, Hey, this isn't enough. It it won't, it won't be to a lot of people. It won't be Anthony. The the issue is like, you know, let's, let's talk about movies because this happened in the, in the seventies. In the 60s, you know, people thought that film was what was causing, you know, the the youth of America to, to retaliate and, and rebel and be different. Uh, you know, you go to the 80s and it was music. It was MTV that was doing it. You go to the 90s and it's and it's uh, uh, these these, you know, it's 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 whatever new music like every generation has their thing that the older generation wants to blame the newer generation on because our generation grew up with everything that we have. Uh, that we have currently, there had to be something that the new that the new, older generation had to point at was wrong with the new generation, and loot boxes is one of them. Because I guarantee you, in in ten years' time, loot boxes will no longer be on the conscious of everybody in the world. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, in due time, we'll see how this goes. We'll see if this. I just wish ERCB would be with them more rather than just say like, "Hey, let's put a label on each box." Because they were being very vague about it, and for obvious reasons, because they're part of the ESA, they're part of, you know, other game companies who are also trying to make money. And we saw recently that the fact that uh, Lootbox has made a ton of money for the game industry, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. And then and those Lootbox, and that Lootbox money isn't necessarily just going into the pockets of the developers or the publisher. I mean, it's it's going into taxes. That's it's very much taxed stuff. So, um. It's not like gambling. It's not like it, it is. It is not the money being earned is not like gambling. So uh, the money being earned is like any any other that you do digitally. So right, right, right. There's there's taxes and everything, but uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I think I think there's an over an overabundance of people who just can't get past the thing. You know. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so, uh, I forgot to keep a timer, but, like, uh, I'm gonna actually have one right now. Um, okay, so, 
we'll move on to our next topic. Um, speaking of more politics, um, so uh, I was gonna say, all right, so our next topic is uh, speaking of government, uh, President Trump in the news with the game industry. Um, so this is off of PCGamer.com, uh, written by Andy Chalk. Uh, let me turn down the music just a tad here, actually. Um, okay, so uh, Trump. Uh, quotation, but video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. Uh, and it's been updated uh, for the past, I'd say, couple days uh, regarding uh, regarding this uh, article. So here's the original story. Um, the mass murder at Majority Stoneman uh, Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, that took place last month, uh, last month left 14 students and three staff members dead and numerous others injured. It also reignited a debate that sounds like it came straight out of 1993 regarding the role of uh, ro role that violent video games play in causing or contributing to violent behavior. Uh, in a meeting that took place a week after the meeting uh, after the murders, Donald Trump said the U.S. government needs to do something to address the issue, not something about guns, but uh, but about violent media. We have we have to do something about maybe what we what they're seeing and how they're seeing it. Trump said during the meeting on school safety, and also video games. I'm hearing more and more people say the level of violence on video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. And I'll post the uh, I'll post the uh, the link in the chat for those who want to check the full article. Um, it has updated actually, so let me just read that real quick. Um, update one, uh, the trade organization that represents video game industry, the ESA, tells PC Gamer has not been invited to the White House. The ESA and our member uh, our member companies have not received an invitation to meet President Donald Trump. Um, those members include the biggest publishers like Capcom, EA, Activision, Blizzard, Bethesda, Ubisoft, WB, Microsoft, Nintendo, Nexon, PlayStation, and more. Uh, which casts confusion on who exactly President Trump is claiming to have invited or whether anyone's been invited at all. Uh, and it, on, on Twitter, this is from Peter Alexander saying that White House officials tell me tells uh, tells me invites to video game companies will be going out in the coming days. Okay, that's gotcha. And then update is there an update? Oh yeah, update two. The White House has uh, now told Peter Alexander that invitations to Trump's video game conference have been sent. Have not, actually, have not been sent, but we'll go out soon. So yeah, basically, uh, basically what's happening is. If we're going back Nonsense. in time. Yes, we're Nonsense. going back in. We're going back in time. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for you to be like, so Greg, what are your thoughts? I'd be like, uh. <laughs> 1993, all over again. Um, so yeah, like as I was saying prior, like uh, we've seen so many studies over the years regarding like, hey, games have actually helped people who you know think they're doing. Um, you know, violent behavior, like, like games have actually helped relax people for a lot of things. They actually come back, like, you know, the thought of, uh, of robbing a store or whatnot. Like, there's so many studies that has been shown, and we can obviously show Donald Trump, like, hey, look, look at the studies. Like, it, it, violence video games have, have not have been a great effect on anybody, especially young minds. Um, so, you know, it's all a bullish, and I think that, Donald Trump, where his mind is in the right place, like he wants to solve the gun issue that is in America, pointing the finger at the game industry and violent games isn't the right way to do it. 
it's it's the whole it's the whole thing with Jack Thompson all over. It's um yep. They uh as as I stated before we cut the thing off. Um and I'm sorry, as I stated in the in the previous article. This is the old uh not understanding the new. Um this is trying to blame first and foremost. I mean, straight up, let's just cat out of the bag this is the this is the pro gun lobby trying to push blame elsewhere that's what this is mm-hmm. um just to get full on political that's exactly what it is um is that a wholly what it is no not by a long shot uh but that is a, a huge proportion to it um the other aspect is that old people just don't understand video games i'll sound like will smith here but old people just don't understand man like it just it that's what it comes down to they see a new thing that's something that they don't really understand or get and they assume it's bad they assume that video games are are what's corrupting the youth just like you know they thought movies were doing and music was doing and at different times and different eras and it's it's unbelievable to me um uh it's unbelievable to me that if our media was truly causing uh, our youth, our middle-aged, our psychopaths, our gun carriers to commit mass murders, then we would have done something about it a long time ago. Agreed. Agreed. Like, even to go in that a wider aspect, like think uh, aspect, think of like it's not just if you want to talk about you want to talk about violence in games or violence in like you know in other media, like look at not only games, look at you know the movies, look at look at you know the the, the media at large, the news corporation, like, and you know you could and you can say like you know is it just really if- all right? So moving on to our next topic, hand uh, at this point, if you're listening to the podcast, the stream is not. We tried. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, we definitely tried. Yep. So, alas. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Anyway, to finish to finish our thoughts on this the subject we were talking about, I think we're Anthony and I both in agreement that it's it's truly truly bullshit and will not go anywhere. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but but Brian Altano mm-hmm. did have an amazing joke on Twitter, and that was like. When we found out that nobody from the big names in in gaming had been invited to this so-called meeting, uh, um, he he says that uh, Trump is actually going to go to GameStop and try to tra- trade in Jeff Sessions for see how much store credit he can get. <laughs> I saw that too. That's great. That's awesome. I thought that was fucking great. And then when I told when I said that online, I said that when I was playing some games with the guys online. Somebody was like, I think you can get maybe 50 cents. It's like, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> Jump session seems well used. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Okay. So, moving on to the next topic at hand. Uh, this is regarding uh, Sony and PlayStation uh, uh, PS Plus. Um, so, every month, uh, Sony puts out, you know, what free games are being uh, given out to PS Plus members. Um, what's interesting about this upcoming one is that this is going to one of the things they jotted down um, and I'll read this in a second is that they're going to stop uh, supporting PS Plus for 
uh, PS3, PS3 and Vita and wants to focus on the PS4. So let me read the quote here. Uh, we also have an important service update. Starting next year on March 8th, 2019, the PS Plus monthly games lineup will focus on PS4 titles and will no longer include PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita titles. This won't affect any games you already downloaded or will download prior to March 8th, 2019. Those games will still be part of your PS Plus games library as, as long as you remain a member. Your game saves and other benefits of PS Plus will also remain the same. The only change is that no new PS3 and PS Vita games will be added to the PS Plus monthly games lineup beyond March 8th, 2019. Um, so, quite understandable after this has been like a, a very long time. Like Sony has supported the PS3 and PS Vita for a very long time. Um, and it's finally coming to a close release when it comes to the PS Plus, PS Plus program. And I'm pretty sure other things soon, if not already, with the other support. Oh, I gotta admit, like I, the, the the fact that the PS Vita was being supported this long is more surprising to me than the PS3. <laughs> yes, because man, boy, they they've been supporting that those consoles, that console handheld for a very long time. The PS3 came out 2006. It is 2018. Yeah. That is. 10 years plus i still remember selling the ps3 at walmart when i worked there wow it's crazy it was literally like like it was the ps3 and then the week later it was the the wii U, the wii mm-hmm. and uh short side story here i remember that the ps3 was in such hot commodity for various reasons and there were rumors or stories that trucks full of ps3s had been stolen and that people leaving stores um uh with PS, PS3s were getting robbed. So um, they had uh, associates, um, uh, male associates very specifically, walking customers to their car. Uh, and then um, uh, um, yeah, yeah, sorry, walking, walking, walking customers. And then once they were sold out, that like, that was it. And we didn't get many back in for a very long time. However, when the Wii came out, I was literally the only one selling Wiis. Mm. Literally, I was the wow. only one behind the counter. I remember having the this big like thing, like full of it was. A, it had to have been at least forty Wiis, and we had a huge line for them. Like I sold every single one of them, um, but uh, it didn't. Uh, the, the, like that was just that was just me. It was just literally just me. So. I mentioned this because no less than like two weeks later, we had PS3s on the shelf constantly. Like always a PS3 in the case, no matter what, every single day I had at least two PS3s come in. Wii's on the other hand, couldn't keep them in. Mm. If, if I had an, if I had Wii's, I would, I would put them, I would leave them in the back intentionally and wait for customers to go up and ask. Right, definitely, definitely. And at the time when the PS3 came out, like one of the big gripes about it was the fact it was just too expensive. Like... With what was the launch at launch at 2006? It was like 600 bucks, I believe. The the launch of the PS3. On top of that, there was like, uh, if you wanted to get the console with it with the games and with the controllers, like it almost uh equaled out to like nearly a thousand dollars, and that was pretty high compared to what was already um out there for the 360, which was like around 400, I want to say 400 or 300. I remember it was like it was lower than. Uh, PS3. I'm not that for sure. But uh, are you talking about the uh, 360? 
the 360 was 400 when it came out and the ps3 was 500 okay gotcha gotcha okay um regardless it is since then sony has definitely fixed its mistakes and um eventually you know swayed a lot of people to the to the sony side with ps4 uh and the launch of that um but again like it's quite surprising the fact that they've been supporting ps3 and vita for this long um not to mention just to get into it like the ps vita that is like if you think about it that is pre it is the ideas and whatnot from that that is like kind of the same idea and the same enthusiasm that people have for the vita and, and how much games are sold there the same idea for the switch right now because when the ps vita came out and it's still supported even today people anything that's released on the, on the vita people will eat up like the, there was a good number of them that that had the vita still and whatever game is sold on there um it does you know a pretty decent job in terms of like how much they can sell the game on that platform same idea with the switch right now so it, it kind of predates it in a way the the difference is, is is selling the switch or selling the vita you know you you're definitely asking people to uh you know pay for a certain product and i think that you know like you're not wrong in that anthony but i also think that a lot of that has to do with with what's being sold on it and how you know like uh how it looks and all all sorts of factors that go into that but uh right right definitely and there's a lot of, there's a lot of different factors for sure um but this i think marks an end of an era um, yeah absolutely well absolutely i also uh funny enough uh, and i only know this because of my friends in japan but uh the um the ps vita mm-hmm. or even the psp for that matter mm-hmm. way more popular in japan than it is Oh yeah, I, I, I could I could I could direct you to one big title. It's it's Monster Hunter. <laughs> that's the, yeah yeah yeah. That's the game that people, you know, are playing in Japan specifically. Like was huge, huge in Japan. Didn't quite co- carry over here until until recently. But like yeah, yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter World really really brought that to the forefront. But but yeah, man. I mean, I mean, good job, Sony. You you you. you you really, uh, you really know how to take a, a product that isn't selling well and still make it sell. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But out of the companies, yeah, it, out of the companies out there, like Sony is one of the ones that are really ballsy. Like they are the ones that really like take like just these shots that nobody would think of doing. Um, I think I think Nintendo is way higher on that on that chart than Sony, but. Mm. What depends. Sony does that like what Sony does that Nintendo doesn't. What Sony does what Nintendo don't <laughs> is uh, it's perseverance with their things. That's to me where they really they really shine. And like, um, like the PS PS the PS Vita here in the states is not successful. Like straight up, full on, no no curb in that. Not a successful product. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not to say it's not a good product. It's just f- fiscally not a successful product. But the Nintendo is. The Switch mm-hmm. is. You know, the, it's two. It's two products that were a shot in the dark. You know, they were, yeah. were testing the waters on something. Agreed. And, Agreed. and uh, I mean, it sold decently here in the states, but it didn't sell great. You know. Right. Um. Uh, but 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 sony didn't stop selling it here they didn't they kept it going and they persevered so definitely 
And even kind of go back even, I mean, during that period, like between the PS Vita and 3DS, like, or the DS Lite at the time. Um, I've just been the original DS, but like even then, like Nintendo was outselling them more so than the Vita. So like, it which did, people were always surprised uh, about because the PSP and the PS Vita had better graphics than the, mm-hmm. than the than even the 3DS now has. You know, like it's right. Which which is interesting. Which it, what was interesting about that is that you know that very thing. Like, why was this? Why was this handheld being selling more than this? Uh, other handheld which had like better graphics and almost looked like the ps3 right in the hands and uh, that i'm still kind of wondering about maybe it was just because like nintendo had a good vast amount of games that were really good at the time um or maybe it could be the fact that like people were just afraid to, to carry it around with them and like might break it because yeah the vita <laughs> for for what it's worth like it's it looked like that you drop it it'll break with, with anything Nintendo wise, Nintendo you drop anything from them and like it'll still work no matter what. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. There is that too. It, it's definitely not a kid friendly product. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So good stuff to you, Sony. But uh, I believe, as always, you know, it's time to move on to other other and better things in the future. Not to say the PS Vita and PS2 are not, but you get what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so moving on to our next topic of hand, and I'll start this timer up for 10 minutes. This is off of IGN.com, written by Joe Scribbles. Scribbles, Scribbles, yeah. Uh, Tony Hawk no longer working with Activision. Um, in the case, in case it wasn't already clear that the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series is all but dead, the man on the on the uh, on the box has confirmed that he's no longer working with series publisher Activision. Speaking on Twitter, Tony Hawk responded to fans asking for remasters or complained about the current games by explaining that he's no longer part of the series. Uh, this is from his Twitter, at Tony Hawk. To anyone asking me to remaster old games or complain about uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater servers being down, Activision owns the Tony Hawk Pro Skater's license, but I am no longer working with them. If I had the skills slash authority to reboot servers or code games, for newer game or newer systems on my own, I would happy to. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in order, in order, it's not been a rousing period for Antonio Pro Skater. Original developer Neversoft was shuttered in 2014, and replacement developer Robo, Robo Bondo has made a series of poor sequels. Uh, 2015's abysmal Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, um, and the uh, and the HD remake was at the very least, the HD remake was was good. Um, but yeah, it's basically, yeah, it, Tony Hawk is stopping uh, his work with Activision for, and the, you know, speaking of, speaking I of, like how in that, oh, go ahead. So I like how in there he's like, he's like, I, I've, I, they said to tell everyone, like, I don't own the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say like, yeah, it's one of those other cases, like the Sony one and the last uh, story was that, uh, you know. Tony Hawk and Activision had been together for a very, very long time. Like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, when they came out, like, it was the start of something really big. And Tony Hawk, uh, you know, stuck with them for the longest he could uh, until, you know, recently. So, it's, it's, it's all but dead um, when it comes to the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series. Of course, Activision will tell you differently um, because they still have the license. Uh, but... Right. Like what do you? Hmm, here's here's my thoughts on that. So, Activision still holds it. Do you think that they'll ever bring it back? Like, 
Uh, it depends. I think I think right now uh, skating is not necessarily as popular as it was when Tony Hawk had first started, or even like the subsequent sequels that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 to be honest, skateboarding in general has cooled down quite a bit in popularity. So I, it seems like to me that maybe Activision might be putting putting the uh, putting it out to pasture, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't, you know, I obviously can't confirm or deny. Like, I didn't deny. I'm not denying shit. Um, I can't. Con- I can't. I don't know. I don't. I, I honestly don't know. And and it seems like Activision could bring it back, but it just seems so unlikely. Um, especially after you know five came out, like everyone hated right, that one. Right. So yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, it if it does come back, I I, I don't care. Uh, I like. When Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 came out, I was like, oh, that's interesting, but I didn't have any interest in playing it. And and after I heard it was the, as bad as it was, I was like, well, definitely don't now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say whether or not they will, but I think at the end of the day, we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah. I think at this point, if you were to bring back Tony Hawk, you would have to change some of it, not all of it, because people are going to still have wants to, to to remember those times of playing the old Tony Hawk but I was going to say like you would have to change some major aspects of the game in order to bring people who are interested like like a good example would be Skate Uh, Skate was a very different game than Tony Hawk like it was more of a a skating board simulation um, while Tony Hawk was more of an arcade skateboard game and the mechanics of how that worked that was very interesting uh, because when you controlled the character when you skate around the area you um, all are doing uh, flip tricks and you're doing these other things on the, on your skateboard with your other joystick you're using both the left and the right thumbstick, which was interesting. And we haven't seen that in any other, any other skating, skating game at the time. So I don't know what it would take for them to bring it back. I feel like at this point, if they wanted to, it would be out of desperation. But not to say, you know, never say never. Um... But at the same time, saying that, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I, to, to be honest with you, like a straight up, like I work at a school, I, I see kids literally every day, and I talk to kids all the time. You want to know the one thing I never hear, and I'm talking about, I, I don't, I don't. If I were to bring it up, there might be conversation behind it, but I, they, they just don't talk about skateboarding anymore. They don't talk about BMX. They don't talk about the shit that we did in the '90s, like. The X Games does not get the same traffic it used to get. Like mm-hmm. it's just that that whole area is not as popular as it once was, and I don't think it'll ever be. And Activision is definitely the kind of company, as we've seen from time to time and time, that they don't really take chances on things. And if something is not popular enough anymore, they're done with it. Yep. So. Yep. It is definitely a mark of another end of an era. <laughs> speaking of which, um, and this is definitely. I, I'm I'm the type of person to say never say never when it comes to gaming IPs, but for the time being, it is right. Same here, but yeah, it is it is, it is at the time right now it is dead. As of yep. as of last week, as of the time of that posting, the time of that tweet, it is officially dead in the in the water, dead in the grave. Um, but this this does leave the bigger question, the bigger question aspect in terms of what does this mean for Activision? Activision has um, they are partnered with Blizzard. So that helps them a lot. But in terms of what they have right now, Destiny 2 is the one of the big games uh, that they have right now um, that they that they hold. Um, in terms of what other games they have in development, I 
don't know exactly what what are, are happening right now, or maybe there be some new IPs. But what I'm trying to get at is that activate. Oh, and Call of Duty, of course. My I'm for, my I'm forgetting. Um, activation is there. No, there once known titles that were bringing them a lots of money. Um, are not are either done or not doing too well. So. Yeah, they might have to. They might have to do something that brings them out. But I, I just don't see it being a skateboarding game, man. Like straight up. Yeah, I as at this point, it wouldn't be a skateboarding game. It would have to be something else. At this point, if you're Activision, the only hey cat, um, my mind and thinking is either two things: one, new IPs. I think the easy answer to say is new IPs and you need to get in to hire some company to make some sort of new uh, new game to uh, possibly start a series, start a franchise. Or two, um... Okay, go. <laughs> so the, the, the issue that, the only issue I have with the beta is that it seemed like the only way to do anything in the game or the only, the only missions that it could give you was to Go to the merchant, get like maps to go to treasure, to go to plans to get, or, to go to islands to get treasure. I would like more variety in that. Like, there's a different merchant who says, like, go destroy three ships, right? Or there's a merchant that says, hey, uh, so there's like an island full of skeletons. You guys have to go there and get their treasure chest, but like, it's going to be dangerous or. Like I like, there's just so much more that I want. I, I like going from going from island to island was it got boring very quickly, and um, I just wanted a hell of a lot more variety. And I feel like the full game will have more variety, but right. maybe only like a month's worth of variety, really. Possibly. Do you think maybe there? Do you? I'm not sure if this was an, uh, unintentional, but do you think that they're relying on Twitch? No, well, it'd be, it'd be kind of lame if they did, but they Twitch streamers who are RP in the game um, and people to use their imaginations regarding like how they want to approach the game. Do you think that they're kind of not relying, them? not relying as much as like they're using it for sure? Mm -hmm. Um. The game was already popular enough with the video that they had at E3. Right. Like, that already got enough traction. So, I, I certainly don't think that by any measure they need streamers. But the fact that, you know, people like Burke Black are playing the hell out of it whenever it's available. And making it look a lot cooler than if you were to just play it with your friends. Like, then, yeah, that's absolutely a thing that they're going to be like, thank you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, okay. And don't get me wrong, like watching Burke Black and his friends play that game is super entertaining. Oh yeah, definitely, but, definitely. But when you play with your friends, nine times out of ten, they're not gonna want to do a pirate accent the whole time. Like they're not gonna RP a pirate. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, at least my friends won't be, which is <laughs> kind of disappointing. But then again, whatever. Right, right. Um, yeah, let's wait and see. I mean, uh, this game's coming out this year, right? It's coming out on uh, March twenty. March 20th? Oh, wow, that's actually... So it's a couple weeks away. Ooh, wow, okay, that's gonna be cool. And um, again, again, for listeners of the podcast, since I know this is going up this week, um, there's actually a very, very easy way to get the game uh, without spending 60 bucks. Um, so if you're like, if you're kind of on the fence about buying it, but you don't really want to buy it, but you know that you can't play it unless you buy it, and you don't have Gamefly, or whatever, 
Uh, if you have Xbox Live Game Pass, let's also say you're playing this on Xbox Live and not PC, um, you can actually buy Game Pass, which is $10 a month, so you'll have to pay $10, or do the trial, if you definitely, if you never got it, because they give you a month's trial, um, and, uh, you can download, you can download and play the game as long as you have Game Pass. Hmm. The <laughs> full game. That's, that's pretty good cheat there. Uh, Which is what I'm going to do because I have this really strong feeling that we're not <laughs> going to play it past a month. That I can, me and my friends just won't be, so. I can hear that. I, I hear that for sure. Um, I can see that. Uh, one other thing i like to point out that, uh, this is what I've heard, but apparently there's an open beta coming up pretty soon to where everybody can come in and play. And, if, and when that happens, that's going to be nuts. I want to see I want to see the crazy stuff when like, everybody's I, here. Here's the thing. I hope, because from what I understand, um, that servers were only able to hold like 10 to 12 people in the beta. Yeah. I want to see much more larger people because from what I heard, servers are able to hold a hundred people. So your frequency of coming across another ship is a lot higher. Uh, Cause that was another issue I had is we just like, we come across the ship like maybe once an hour and that was super boring. So, right, right. All right, guys, you may not see it, but it's that time. I had the music queued up too, so like I'm, I'm prepared. But uh, I'm gonna play this right real quick. All right, guys. It is time for your Overwatch minute with Greg Deeds. Oh boy! So, um, not a, an a, an absolute ton has happened in Overwatch over the past two weeks that we haven't been doing this, or technically it's three now, but. Um, however, there have been a few adjustments to heroes, not a, a lot of micro adjustments, nothing really major. However, Hanzo is getting a massive change. So, um, uh, one of, one of the big things about Hanzo's kit is, um, sorry, I'm typed, trying to find the Hanzo changes. Uh, one of the big things about, uh, Hanzo's kit is that he can he can do a thing called the scatter arrow where he throws it he throws an arrow out and it of uh, like like five or six arrows like fire off of that in different directions well the issue is that if he fires it at your feet those arrows all five of those arrows bounce off and hit the player and each of those arrows does a certain amount of damage well to squishy heroes it, it it's an insta kill huh um, hmm. and Hanzo players are figuring that out well they didn't want this anymore, so they're changing it now. And uh, what he's going to be able to do is called the Arrow Volley. And uh, um, uh, oh yeah, so okay, so for example, just to throw this out there, the Scatter Arrow or the Scatter Shot could uh, one shot Orissa by shooting it at her feet. Wow, and she's a tank. That's, she's a tank. That's insane. That's insane. Um. So yeah, so now the idea of uh, be a volley of arrows so he'll be able to shoot six arrows in rapid succession hmm. okay. um and he'll still be able to take out squishy characters with this but not as easily so it's 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 um it's six full fully like drawn shots so if you if you've played hanzo you know that pulling the bow back as far as it can go and firing a shot does more damage than if you just you know click the button and fire a short short distance arrow these six shots are fully are fully drawn and he's like Ooh, doing a super speed. Wow. It's almost 
it's almost in the same vein as um, uh, McCree's Fan the Hammer. Almost. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) But this is a big change because now they have to play him differently. Uh, So... Mm. Hmm. It's kind of it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big thing, and a lot of fans are happy about it, as I'm sure you'd imagine. Um, when's the um, when is this change happening? Is it happening? Has it happened right now? Or? It's it's in the P, it's in the PTR right now. Okay, okay. But there's something else in the PTR that is super super like super super happy like everyone's just yay about, mm-hmm. and that's Hero Twenty Eight, um, or Twenty Seven. Math twenty seven here twenty seven, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, hero twenty seven is a character that we've seen once before. She is uh, if you've seen Reinhardt's animation where he's deciding whether or not to join Overwatch again as the Reinhardt we know in the game, uh, and then it does a flashback of him when he was with the Crusaders back when Baldric took so much damage that he ended up dying on the throne or the throne of that castle or whatever. Um, in the beginning of that animation, and I guess technically at the end, you see a redheaded girl who is uh, who has a very familiar tattoo on her shoulder. Um, and uh, she's basically like, well, you don't owe them anything, speaking of talking about Overwatch. That character's name is Brigitte. Brigitte is the son of daughter Torbjorn. Sorry, saw daughter of Torbjorn. <laughs> my bad. Daughter of Torbjorn. Um, and when they announced that she was going to be in the game, like they like that's what I heard. Uh, Twitter and Facebook and whatever was just like, "Welcome, Hero Twenty Seven, Brigitte." Which, by the way, looks like it's spelled like Brigitte, but it's Brigitte. That's how it's pronounced. Huh. I was corrected time and time again on that. So it's 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 think of it as like Vegeta, but with a B in the beginning. That's what to say the same thing. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Or a or a burr in the beginning. So Brigitte. Mm-hmm. Brigitte. Brigitte. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what her kit is is she a support class. She has this flail that if she if she throws it out forward, it it pushes people back. Mm-hmm. Um. And kind of stuns them a little bit, but not a ton. But what she can also do is she can flail it. Like uh, throwing like a giant whip out in front of her, Mm -hmm. kind of. And uh, it pushes people back. And it does 80 80 healing over every hit. So every time she hits a hero, it's doing 80 healing around her. Which is affecting the other heroes. So, like, she's a payload protector, is what she is. She's she's an anti- anti-dive meta player Hmm. because she also has a small personal shield and she can shield bash with it Hmm. her alt her alt also is called rally and what it does is it has this aoe effect that if any heroes around her are damaged it heals them plus it does a total of 400 hit points but it heals and then the rest becomes armor what okay <laughs> so if somebody's uh, if somebody has 200 health and they're uh, damaged for 100 and she uses rally they get 100 300 armor she sounds really good <laughs> she sounds re- yeah yeah I'm, I'm super excited about her wow um but uh but yeah man like i've been watching a lot of videos of her like 
she might be a little overpowered. From what I heard, they're they're toning her down. I actually got to look that up because I didn't bring it up before. But, um, but yeah, she uh, she might be t like slightly overpowered. Uh, let's see, uh, Regina Nerf. Boop -a -doop -a -doop. Yeah, there it is. Two days ago. So her nerf is, um, so her shield bash, there was a small thing with it where if she hit the lip of like a small box or something, mm -hmm. it would launch her into the air. Mm. Like it was a little bit of a bug. Like it, it's supposed to, it's supposed to have her go over it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like, like she'd go up like 15 feet in the air. No joke. <laughs> That's great. It was really it was stupid. Hilarious. It was really stupid. So they, they fixed that. Um, uh, the rocket flail. Uh, so, canceling a melee swing renders you unable to melee again until it would have completed it and not. So, yeah, she could do it way too fast before, and it didn't make any sense to the animation. Plus, you know, for game purposes. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, her rally is more. It, it takes more for her to gain her rally. So before it was at the as normal pace as other heroes. Uh, but now it's like it's increased by about thirty percent, so it's like a third harder to earn. Mm. Um, and then uh, uh, her inspire, which is the uh, her inspire, is the like when she's when she's using her flail and is doing healing to the uh, teammates around her. Um, apparently, the the it's decreased cooldown from two seconds to one and a half seconds. So. Slight nerfs to her, but she still seems like an absolute, an absolute badass, and I am so excited to play as her. It's going to be really hard for a while because like everyone's going to want to play as her. Oh yeah, which they always do the, uh, the, um, uh, no limit hero, no limits on on all heroes. Mm -hmm. But uh, my neighbors have also gotten to play her in the PTR, and they're just like, she's outstanding. Blah blah blah. She's like, it's it's ridiculous. Um, also, slight slight thing here. Uh, Sombra has a bit of a bit of a buff. <laughs> um, so her hacking ability is shorter now. Instead of two, until instead of about a full on two seconds, it only takes a second and a half for her to hack somebody. Um, and her hacking now basically disables any movement type stuff. So when she hacks Lucio, and I know this from experience, he becomes a paperweight. A useless paperweight. I can't wall ride. I can't. My healing's gone. Um, my speed is gone. Everything. I'm just a paperweight. If I get hacked. Straight to the top. All right. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. And if if uh, Farah's hacked, she drops like a rock. She cannot use her jetpacks anymore. So little passive things like that just don't work. Like Sombra's able to hack those. So. Mm -hmm. As somebody, who, as somebody who plays Sombra, uh, for it, it still does from time to time. That is, um, I like those changes. I think that uh, more she's a de she's definitely a lot a bigger <laughs> game player now than she was before. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, buffer more. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Brigida, <laughs> no, I think the the Brigida, Brigida and Lucio are gonna are gonna replace any Mercy players. Honestly, mm. so Mercy if, Mercy's dead at this point. No, because I think that, like, with Lucio's constant AoE healing, and if he's on the payload and Brigitte's on the payload, and then you got two tanks and then two assault classes, or an assault and a defense, or what the what have you, um, 
you're going to have a very tough time. Oh my god. Straight up, dude. If it's Brigida, Reinhardt, and Orisa with a Lucio on the payload, you ain't getting on that payload. Damn. If you ain't getting it, on that payload. If done right. <laughs> That's the... I don't know how it could be done wrong. <laughs> I mean, you you'd be surprised sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I mean, because that's what I'm saying is 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 the only way to really fight an Orisa Reinhardt combo is by dive meta. You have to use the dive meta even for a brief moment. You have to because you have to get past those shields and do damage to the tanks. Mm. You have to you have to stop that Lucio from constantly healing them. But now, with a Brigida constantly pushing you back. And telling you get away from my payload, like she's the anti dive meta. So how do you get past that now? Like it's gonna be fascinating to see how people work against um, Brigida. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Cool. Uh, is there anything else or? Uh, that's it. That's all I saw for the week. Um, nothing really big in the Overwatch League. Um, uh, it's it's basically the same as Stage One. Um. Soul Dynasty's killing it. The Shanghai Dragons suck. Don't know where else to go from there. <laughs> Every other team's like right in the middle. I see. Gotcha. Okay. Well, guys, that had been the Overwatch Minute with Greg Deets. Oops, hang on. Wrong button. There you go. Ruining right. my Overwatch Minute. Even, even offline, I still mess things up. Um... <laughs> So, guys, uh, yeah, technical difficulties abound tonight. Uh, we tried to stream earlier, and this internet, it wasn't, it wasn't the internet, it was just the computer, was not letting me have it tonight, so apologies. Um, but the video version and the audio version will go up this week. Um, it may take longer to edit because it's uh, in bits of parts, but, uh, yeah, I will uh, let you guys know when it's up. Um, but uh, before then, uh, I'm going to take care of some notes here, actually. Uh... Where is my... Can I do this, actually? Let's see. Uh, you know what? Let's try it out. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it on the fly. Well, first off, um, uh, check out our other podcast. Actually, no, I forgot that. I'm doing that in the wrong order. Greg, what can I find on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Shepard. Um, you can also follow all of my reviews that I write for Mission Star Podcast on MissionStarPodcast.com under the review section. Also, I do a podcast with Insobiner. 76, which you might see in the chat from time to time, or if you're watching other things that I'm involved with, basically him and I do a internet streaming service podcast where we rev- we watch two shows in their entirety and then give our opinions, spoiler-tastic versions of our opinions um, on a podcast all, all queued up. You can check that out on all... P- uh, you can check that out at allqueweduppodcast.com. Um, also... Also, that's it. Yeah. Sorry. I thought that might have been something else. That's right. Um, Cool. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at Defective Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at MissionStarPodcast.com. And speaking of podcasts, this very podcast, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, this train wreck of a stream of podcasts, uh, you can check it out on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, You can also check out on our uh, website in the podcast section. We usually upload the full podcast on Tuesdays. And I divide uh, divide the podcast into uh, parts for the YouTube version um, on our YouTube channel. Uh, so if you just want to particularly watch a particular 
section or thing we want to talk about, we could just watch it right there on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash missionstarpodcast1. Um, if you enjoy us talking about convention talk, if you want to know what our thoughts on Katsukon, AMLA, you know, Comic-Con, check out The Conover. It is a it is a podcast where we talk about our thoughts, uh, pros and cons of each convention we've been to, and basically talk about the experience that the, the convention reporter uh, has gone through. Uh, so it's also on iTunes and Stitcher. It also as well as in the podcast section of our website. Uh, the Rolling 20 is a... Uh, in a weekly online uh, comic book, uh, movie, anime, kind of all things nerdy into one podcast hosted by Jeremy Wilson. You can usually find it on our website on Fridays normally. On our website at missionsarpodcast.com in the podcast section as well as iTunes and Stitcher. Um, and uh, we do have a movie podcast as well called Dead on Front. I've actually yet to record my recording of uh, what my thoughts were on uh, Black Panther, but just... You know, for for just keep it short, it was good. <laughs> well, I liked it a lot. It's in my top ten, uh, more more movies. Um, but yeah, expect uh, that uh, here some uh, some new episodes that's coming up pretty soon on uh, Down in Front, uh, a movie podcast, which you can also find on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as on a podcast uh, section of our website. And I think that's about it regarding podcast wise. Um, so yeah, guys. So yeah, guys. We tried to we tried to stream tonight. It just did not work. Um, again, I, I am going off my spare PC I have right now, uh, until I get my other main PC repaired. So, uh, in the meantime, there will be no other streams happening. Uh, I will be replaying vodcasts of just like previous episodes for the time being, just to keep our channel active. Um, uh, but there will be some content coming up. So, uh, videos wise, we still, I guess still got some videos to, to edit down for what's on tap from the last playthroughs. Um, as well as podcasts and other things I got to take care of. So much more activity, just no streaming at the, at the, at the time. So, um, but that's going to about do it for us. So, uh, other than that though, um, that's, that's, that's it. So thank you guys for listening and for those who try to watch, uh, and we'll see you guys next time.